Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. And different groups in Limerick are getting together to show their support for Ukraine. And we have some of them on the line right now. In a moment, we'll chat to Father Seamus Enright, who's well known to us here. He's director of the Redemptorists in Limerick. And uh, another Redemptorist, uh, Father Roman Lahish, is based in Ukraine. And uh, he is on uh, the line right now. Uh, Good morning to you, Father Roman. Good morning to everyone. And good morning to Limerick. Uh, and Father, you know Limerick, don't you? You've been here a few times. Yes, I have been a few times. It's a beautiful city. I have been to go to Limerick Language School near beautiful park. So your good English uh, is uh, partly to do with uh, learning it here. Yes. So Father Roman, tell us what part of Ukraine are you in at the moment and what's happening there this morning? Uh, you know... Uh, part of Ukrainian where I'm located now, it's a uh, Novoyavrysk, it's a West Ukraine, you know, it's a 30 kilometers to Polish border, and we are like a safe place at the moment because, you know, thousands of migrants uh, escape from war and bombing, and uh, all of this uh, heavy fight are coming uh, here to this uh, like a safe place, we can call it at the moment. And anyway, we, we just have alarm from time to time. Uh, our people go into basement, but uh, thanks be to God, it's more or less at present time. Do you, Father Roman, have people uh, staying in the monastery then? Uh, here we have like a shelter uh, where people come in during the alarm and also mom with uh, kids are coming and stay sometimes overnight because they are afraid to stay in blocks. And, and uh, it's, it's one hand, but other hand also, we uh, prepare food and, and other things and go to the border because thousands of people are waiting uh, on the line, on queue. Uh, sometimes it's a 25 kilometers of cars, can you imagine? And mom with kids are staying in car and waiting sometimes two, three days in a line. Uh, to cross the Polish border, and and it's it's quite uh, quite not like uh, not so beautiful picture, you know. But and sometimes can you imagine when you are coming to this line and uh, people are uh, staying in the car, her mom, and uh, she has just a five biscuits and no more, and we need to bring to them a water and food and everything what we can. So what's happening is that people are understandably leaving other parts of Ukraine where the battle is raging and getting to you and, as you say, to Western Ukraine, where at the moment it's a bit safer. Yes, at the moment we, we like, you know, as a, as a place uh, where everyone uh, try to find a safe place uh, you know, and uh, some relatives, even with me, it's uh, uh, Andriana from Kiev, just, uh, she just came in t- two days ago, you know, and she saw this war by her eyes. We just uh, stay together in this uh, room, you know, and, and people like she, we have a lot of them every day, they are coming here. What are the emotions that uh, people are feeling uh, in Ukraine right now? Uh, 
Yes, you can. Hello, my name is Adriana. I am from Kiev. My city is destroyed. We cry, we cry every day. We can't sleep. We feel so many tension and fear. But now our fear is changed to hate. You know, we're all Christians here. But I think God, God will understand our hate and anger. But we also feel a lot of love to our country, to our soldiers. They're very brave. You know, our small country alone uh, fights against the huge army of Russian bloody orcs. Uh, Will help us? Adriana, um, uh, you're an artist, I understand. Is that right? Yes, I am. Uh, and when did you leave uh, Kiev? I was lucky to escape when uh, bombing, uh, bombing was started. I was scared, yes. I'm here, and I feel um, sad a little. Yeah, I, I, but I'm worried about my country very much. You know, we cannot sleep. We monitor information, news, if we will be able to live in Ukraine. Where is your family? My family is with me. Is with you. So you're trying to yes. get uh, into Poland, is that right? Oh, no, I will uh, stay uh, here in Ukraine, in the west part of Ukraine. I will not move to Poland. I don't want to. I want to live in Ukraine. I love Ukraine, you know. And, uh, we don't want to leave our country to Russian terrorists. And, Adriana, what do you um, expect will happen now in the next few days? You know, we, we, we pray a lot. And miracle is happening. We are still here. We always will be. Like, like blue sky and yellow sun. The color of our flag. Uh, we know so today, today is the first day of uh, spring and sixth day of, of, of horror, of war. Now, we know that here in our own city, uh, there is a special vigil being held tonight outside our city hall where people have been asked uh, to uh, bring the Ukrainian colours uh, with them in solidarity with Ukraine. What is your message to people here and to people in Ireland and the Irish government? No, my message is that the irony of... Is, is that totally friendly to Russia? Russian-speaking citizens suffer the most. By ballistic, by ballistic Russian terrorists destroyed kindergarten. Are you hearing me? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, it's unbelievable. No one, a normal person, can can uh, can understand what's going on. It's like craziness, you know. In my opinion, the reason is. Uh, Tolerance to crazy dictator. That's why it's happening, you know. Putin invaded Moldova and uh, Georgia and the world pretended that nothing was happening. After he took Crimea and uh, in, in 2014, and someone even took uh, Nobel Prize for Peace, like Obama, you know. 
Yes, Andriana. Unfor- un- un- unfortunately, the the, the the line the line unfortunately is is not the best. Understandably, because we're talking to you uh, uh, live in Ukraine. Could I speak to Father Roman for just one more moment, uh, Andriana, if you don't yes, mind? Yes, yes, and thank you very much for for talking you know, it's, to it's, us. It's a just example, you know, because the people are coming. Yeah, here, and, and, so. and Father Roman, what, what I want to establish from you as well is um, we're going to talk to people in a couple of moments about uh, Father Seamus here who's a redemptress, as you well know, here in Limerick, uh, about what can be done to help. So what is your message uh, to uh, people here in Limerick this morning? Dear friends, uh, dear brothers and sisters, you can help in any time, you know, uh, especially when we prepare all of these things, uh, when we uh, try to find the medicine, you know, Sometimes uh, our religious community uh, almost run out of money and then because we need to provide every day uh, something for, for people. If you can help us, it will be great. And I think it's in, in any possibility you can uh, join your solidarity fund or any, any kind of support will be great uh, for us. And do, what do, will bless there... you? Do you think there's still a chance that um, Vladimir Putin will reverse on his policy here? Uh, I don't think so. So what is that going to mean for Ukraine? Uh, we have no, uh, you know, we uh, we have plenty uh, of freedom and we, we need to, to, to help the people and Chech has his special ministry to be people in suffer you know sometimes we don't think about so long you know and go around we just do every day what we can you know it's our ministry we uh, say mass we uh, after this we help people we do our ministry uh, as much as we can every day as a religious community and uh, our partner as a our people in in this city, we try uh, to minister to people who are suffering. Yeah. Um, did you ever imagine when you became a priest that you would find yourself in the middle of a, a major war? It's it's difficult to imagine as it might be my reality, but, you know, we need to be prepared to minister in every occasion. We have no choice. Are you... Afraid, Father Roman, for yourself, for your colleagues, for people um, in Western Ukraine as well. For for our people, yes. For for myself, it's more or less. You know, I'm priest. I involve, uh, I dedicate myself to ministry. It's it's most important for for us as a priest and a lot of my uh, other colleagues. My my conference. We uh, need uh, and we prepare ourselves to ministry in different occasions. We, we, we don't know it, what will happen, you know, but of course, sometimes, some days we are afraid more and some days it's a little bit, it's changing every day, you know, because it's, um, you have no stability. Yeah. And, you know, there are family connections and connections of friendship between Ukraine and Russia, aren't there? I mean, it's a bit like, uh, you know, Britain and Ireland and, and the family connections that uh, we have. Yeah. 
But I know some, sometimes this is tragedy because sometimes they don't speak to each other because if uh, the family, you know, can uh, just watch TV, you know, and uh, all the propaganda, they sometimes it's, it's broken relationship also. Yes. I mean, as as a man of God, do you think that there are people of goodwill in Russia who may be able to influence this situation? I think so, because, you know, uh, I think that most uh, most people just, uh, you know, to have so much propaganda, you know, and so much TV. And uh, of course, probably they have normally people who are, but they are afraid as they cannot uh, stay to and say to be in freedom. You know, it's a regime, and uh, everyone probably uh, tells to one another in secretly, but not not in public. Okay. Well, Father Roman Lahish of the Redemptorists um, in Western Ukraine, as we speak, uh, and uh, thank you too uh, for allowing us to talk so to, to somebody. For your time and for your solidarity. God uh, bless you uh, and keep up in your prayer. Okay, well, listen, st- stay safe. We wish you well. And after the break, we're going to talk to some people in Limerick about how our listeners can, can help uh, with the situation in Ukraine. Uh, but we appreciate your time this morning. Take care of yourself. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye-bye. We're grateful to Andriana who talked about fleeing Kiev and ending up uh, in western Ukraine, uh, staying at the moment with Father Roman Lahish of the Redemptorist there and they're obviously uh, providing uh, whatever they can to people who are essentially internally displaced refugees. Andriana said she didn't want to go, uh, the, what did he say, 30 or so kilometres to the Polish border and into Poland. She wanted to stay in her own country, which is entirely uh, understandable. And uh, he asked for Limerick people to show solidarity. Um, I mentioned the vigil and we'll talk a bit more about that in a couple of minutes' time. Uh, but I also uh, want to talk to uh, Anna, who's involved in organising a, a collection at uh, Cala Gel Nails here in Limerick that many of you will be familiar with. Uh, good morning to you, Anna. Good morning. Thank you for having us. It's really hard to hear those people in, live with us in Ukraine this morning and the suffering that's going on there, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, we are all heartbroken ourselves. And as Adriana mentioned to you before, um, Poland would have been their nearest place to go to. So for us, Polish community in Ireland, in Limerick, we just felt completely helpless. And obviously crying and, you know, sitting down and watching the news didn't help. So myself with my sister, Kamila Tuzinska, and my two other friends, uh, we have decided to set up this event on Facebook. Uh, we originally thought it's going to be a couple of boxes um, of medical stuff that we were uh, asked to to um, collect. So... Um, we didn't realize that in the space of literally two days, this collection is going to grow. And at the moment, it has its own legs, you know, so it's, it's been published multiple times on uh, various uh, social medias of well-known people, which we're so, so grateful for, because all we want to do is collect as much as we can. Uh, we're narrowing it down to medical supplies. This is really, really important for us because our transport is directed to two hospitals. And uh, it is crucial for us to uh, make sure that all the supplies are 
and the ones that are required. So what's happening? People are sending you these supplies to a point here in Limerick, is that right? And then you're getting them ready for transport? Correct, that is correct. So uh, originally we have set up uh, three days for the collection in this week. So it is Monday, Wednesday and Friday between 5 and 7 p.m. So Cala Gel Nails, uh, this place is on Denmark Street in the Limerick City Centre. So uh, it is our collection point and we have uh, about six or seven volunteers there waiting for donations. And while I'm speaking about it, I would love to say massive, massive thank you to the whole Limerick uh, society in here because all the nations, not only Irish, Polish, Russian as well, um, have contributed massively and they're bringing a lot of stuff that we actually had listed in this event which is hugely important. Yeah, it does feel as though there's huge solidarity, doesn't there, in, in, in Limerick, not to mention the rest of Ireland and well beyond uh, in this situation. Correct, that's right, correct. Yeah, um, I, I mean... Obviously, you as the Polish community have a very strong sense, uh, you know, your European Union membership is so important to you, uh, your involvement with NATO is so important, because you always have a concern about Putin, don't you? Well, um, yes, we do. Uh, Obviously, it wouldn't be, you know, said out loud, because this gentleman is, or I shouldn't say gentleman, this person is, three steps ahead of us all. So we don't know what his plan is. We really don't. That's why uh, it's just very hard for us to even speak out loud of what we think, what we feel as the country that's next to Russia. Yeah. And Anna, um, clearly refugees, as we just heard there, in fact, uh, from Father Roman, you know, heading uh, uh, across into Poland. Uh, we know we chatted to Councillor Elena Sekas, who's from Moldova last week, talking about a similar situation uh, in Moldova. And that clearly puts its own strain on the resources of countries like Poland and Moldova, doesn't it? Correct, it does. But uh, Polish government had set up a central point for collecting donations which are later distributed to Ukraine. So it's actually very well designed at this point. Now, there was a bit of a chaos at the early days. Um, so people started travelling to the borders um, with full cars of clothes, with blankets and all that carry on. So um, this is fantastic, but it really got so messy. So uh, the government had decided to set up um, this central point, which, you know, uh, allows the volunteers to categorise all the items and make sure that whatever is needed goes to the place that is uh, looking for it. Very good. And Senator Maria Byrne was telling us yesterday that members of the Ukrainian community have reached out to her here in Limerick. Um, and we know that the Irish government, for example, is allowing visa-free travel here for Ukrainians at the moment and uh, offering all sorts of support, including physical refuge, because in you know, in some degree, these people obviously don't have somewhere to stay uh, in a lot of cases. But, but Anna, uh, how are you going to get these medical supplies that people are helping you with in Limerick to where they need to go? So this was very important for me to keep the transparency of this whole operation. Um, I am a a member of an association called Pokolenye, and this association looks after uh, Ukraine refugees. Um, So I got in touch with one of the members on the other side in Poland, and I've asked him for the list of required items. So they then... Uh, from either Krakow or Katowice, depending on the volume, 
uh, will decide of where uh, to send it. Now, we do have two targeted hospitals that are on the list. And for now, as we're speaking, um, they remain in place. So these are our targets. And our event will, um, in the event on Facebook that we have set up, uh, we will be posting updates, uh, including the handover. Right. So that's uh, Anna uh, Mazika. So people can find it on Facebook. And as you mentioned, go to Cala uh, Gel Nails on Denmark Street over the next few evenings and bring. Uh, and, and can you just finally give us some sense of what you mean by medical supplies? Uh, I do. Well, it's anything that can treat injuries. Uh, we're looking for plasters, bandages. We're looking for. Um, hydrogels actually are in demand as well. So all those type of things that are um, that are important. Now, what I can say, Ireland is is great, well known for uh, medical supplies, and we do want to use this potential as we only have one shot and is leaving on Saturday. Sure. And finally, Anna, you know, we know that militarily, you know, Russia is a superpower, um, and so they have enormous capacity to continue um, this assault. Uh, Ukraine, it's a bigger country than Ireland, I think over 40 million, and they have their own military. But the reality is it can't be a match. I mean, how worried are you as to what's going to happen there? I am worried. I'm not going to say no. Um, it's it's not only all about Ukraine. It's about the whole Europe, um, maybe even wider. We don't know. Um, so, as I said before, being next to Russia, it's it's, it's a huge uh, concern for, for Poland, um, for other countries too. So uh, we don't know what to expect. We basically don't know, uh, but we need to help the ones that need it first. Okay, well, you certainly are doing your bit there, Anna. And uh, Father Seamus Enright is uh, with us as well, as I mentioned Good morning, earlier. Joe. Good morning, uh, the Rector of the Redemptor- Redemptorist. And we heard from your colleague, Father Roman, yeah. who uh, you know, who has spent time here in Limerick, uh, and also Andriana, who is staying with him at the moment, sheltering there in western Ukraine. Pretty harrowing, wasn't it? Oh, Joe, it's horrendous, really. And um, the last time I was in Ukraine was at Roman's final profession as a Redemptorist. And so we've been good friends over the years, since, ever since he came here to learn um, English as, 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 as a young redemptorist after the collapse of the communist regime. So we have been in regular contact and over the past few days we've been chatting a lot. And the big problem for us as redemptorists, of course, is that the Ukrainian redemptorists look as if they're about to run out of money. And they've been doing their best, not just where Roman is, but in all the communities in 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 in, in their redemptive province there, um, to open up the houses to people, to feed people. And as Roman was saying, in his community, especially, they've been taking food and water um, to people waiting to cross the border. And it's mostly women and children and older people because the men are staying at home to fight. So we decided to launch this um, appeal for Ukraine. So we're hoping that people will donate cash to us. It's wonderful that Anna um, is collecting all those medical supplies. But at this stage, we're more interested in raising funds and that we can send those funds then to the redemptors in Ukraine. And they can, as far as we can make out, they can still buy supplies locally. So I suppose we're sending the money. They'll buy the supplies. It helps the local economy in Ukraine as well. And and, and then, of course, they'll be able to continue supporting these internally displaced refugees um, who are on the run, really, from from the war and from this awful violence that, that Mr. Putin has unleashed on Europe. So if people send money to us here at the Redemptorists, um, we'll make sure that every cent um, goes to Ukraine. 
and that every cent is well spent. So we'll take up a collection at Mass at the weekend, or people can come to the monastery, or they can phone up, all kinds of ways. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll gather as much funds as yeah. we possibly do, do can. You, do you have a, an online system of donation? We do, yeah. You can donate online at novena.ie novena.ie if you go online you'll see we've set up a special donation page you'll go online you'll go to donate you'll see the little ukrainian flags and you'll know you're on the right side right site there so it's at novena.ie you can phone the monastery at any stage between nine and five and make a donation with your credit card and then as i say at the weekend we will take up collections at the masses and we'll have people on duty in the church at the weekend who'll be able to take credit card um, donations as well, or you can send checks to me here at Mount Central Pharmacy. And, and, you know, undoubtedly, I mean, our Ukrainian, Polish, our Eastern European uh, communities um, make such a great contribution here in oh, yeah. Limerick. And, and, you know, there is huge solidarity and unity uh, across um, the city and county around this, isn't there? Oh, there is. And uh, I suppose there's a little bit of kind of payback here maybe you know these new Polish people Ukrainian people they've come to Limerick they've made a huge contribution to the life of the city and now there's an opportunity for us I think Limerick people to show solidarity with the Ukrainian people and with the Polish people because not only are the Ukrainian redemptors involved in this but the Polish and Slovak redemptors are involved at the other sides of the borders our Polish and Slovak redemptors are opening up their monasteries um, for, for the people who get over the border so it's a kind of a redemptorist network, and I'm sure other groups are, are, are doing um, similar things. And I know the city council are having, and city and county council are having a special meeting, and I was in contact with some of the councillors yesterday. I think it would be wonderful if they could give the freedom of Limerick to President Zelensky. Um, I mean, it would be just a symbolic act, but he has just emerged as such a, an outrage standing, brave, courageous leader of his people and I suppose he's a model really, he's a model as to how politicians should lead their people. So I had suggested to some members of the City Council yesterday that they might consider giving him the freedom of the city when they meet. And, and uh, finally for now Father Seamus, we'll obviously talk to you again because we want to hear how Father Roman's getting on and, and indeed the, the, yeah. these um, donations that you're asking for. Uh, what would you say to listeners who you know, have struggled mightily through the COVID crisis of the last two years, something that they might never have thought they would experience mm. in their lives. And suddenly they find that we're on the edge of um, a, a war in Europe. Oh, I know. It's, it's, I mean, people have suffered so much with COVID and there's so much kind of trauma around after that and so many health, mental health issues. And just as people were struggling back to normal, um, there's this horrendous war in Europe. I suppose we never imagined that there would be war in Europe in our time. Um, I suppose whatever we've suffered, Joe, and I know people have suffered, people have suffered bereavement and serious health issues, but what we've suffered is, I suppose when you look at what's going on in Ukraine and when you look at some of the pictures in the papers that you were talking about um, earlier this morning, I suppose it puts some of our suffering into perspective as well. Um, I, I don't want to minimise the suffering, but compared to what the people of Ukraine are suffering, um, there, there, there's a different perspective there. I saw an account yesterday, and it horrified me, uh, in one of the Ukrainian cities during a lull in the bombing, a lady went out to do a little bit of shopping, and the Russians um, fired a missile and um, blew off her leg. 
and there on the side of the street, the woman's leg was blown off and within a couple of minutes she was dead. So I suppose that's multiplying all over Ukraine at present. And then there are those wonderfully brave Russian people who are turning out to protest and who are being arrested. You were asking Roman about that earlier. I mean, I am so in awe of, of, of the Russian people who are protesting at what Putin is doing. Yes. Um, and you'd imagine what Roman said is true, that in whispered conversations, um, lots of Russians must be unhappy at what's happening as well. Yes. And from the stories we're hearing from the redemptors in Ukraine, um, the young Russian soldiers seem completely lost when they're arrested. They don't even seem to know where they are or why they're there. And they were told they'd be welcomed with open arms. And then they find this extraordinary uh, resistance from the brave um, Ukrainian uh, people. So uh, I mean, was, it ever thus, was it ever thus in war, old people oh, sending yeah, oh, young oh, men yeah, and yeah, women to die? I was trying to think of a song last night, isn't there? Uh, an anthem for a soldier. I mean, young men fighting old men's wars. Absolutely. And this is another yeah. example of young men, not just fighting old men's wars, but yeah. fighting mad men's wars. Yes. All right. Well, listen, Father Seamus Enright, thank, thank you very you. much thank uh, for talking much. to us at the Redemptors. Thank you as well for putting us in touch with Father Roman in and thank Ukraine. thank you for having us. Um, and sure. also, Anna Maseka, well done to you and to everybody there. And uh, we wish you well with um, this over the next few days as well and getting those medical supplies to where they're thank needed. You. Thank if you. If I could ask you a massive favour. Sure. Uh, we would love to um, listen to uh, one particular song. It's uh, Jamala. It's called 1944, and she's the Eurovision winner and so from Ukraine. So it is really important for us to listen to this song today, if possible. The song is called 1944, is it? Correct. Um, uh, and it's the, uh, the Eurovision winner from this year, is it? No. no. From a couple of years ago. We'll see if we can find that, okay? Lovely. Thanks very Th- much. Thank you, Anna. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Your Views. 